What is up, y'all? Kevin Kuhn here from Athlete Factors. This is the Athlete Factors podcast. My guest today is Sergio Reyes. How's it going, man? Pretty good, Kevin. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. So thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Uh, our, uh, I guess our initial overlap is that we're both alums of Cedarville University, both cross-country and track athletes there. But uh, I think... Um, I think you graduated before, before I started. So tell us a little, little bit about your background and then we'll kind of get into, uh, some of the, some of the cool things that have been happening lately. But first and foremost, you know, where are you from? Uh, all of that. Sure. Yeah. So I'm originally from the central coast of California, uh, a little place called San Luis Obispo, just lived in that County, uh, growing up there my whole life. Um, Started out uh, at running as a very at a very young age, like uh, two and a half, three. Uh, just kind of doing it for fun and whatnot. Um, I think I saw results from a race when I was like maybe six or seven. I think that might have been my first initial race, but um, I took a I did it for a few years and then kind of quit, um, and then really didn't get into it again until I was like sixteen years old. Um, <laughs> then started really uh, um, finding enjoyable once again and um i think that's uh basically right about the time where i entered um into a community college um and uh um then joined the team there so i went to cuesta college in san luis obispo ran for a couple of years when i was 17 and 18 years old there and then i transferred um, to cedarville university to finish uh once i had all my prerequisites out of the way went and um, focused on engineering at cedarville University graduated there, and then um, basically immediately afterwards moved back to California and uh, started training with the group that I've been a part of for the last, uh, what, 18, 19 years now. So um, I've been training with them, and that's probably where I saw the bulk of my um, my uh, growth in the sport. So um, came a long ways, saw it fully mature, saw some really great times on the track, and and on the roads that I was happy with. And uh, mm -hmm. now I'm at a newer stage of my life where I'm just really uh, just enjoying it, just having a lot of fun with it. And, um, you know, still anxious to see what else I can do, what other barriers I, I might be pursuing or trying to break. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's just a little bit of background on me. That's awesome. So um, I was able to interview um, a f like a few a few guys from Cedarville, uh, Daniel Mahalski, who he competed, um, in the steeplechase and then Joe Nemec, who also competed in the U S Olympic trials marathon. So, um, I've been, I've been meaning to get you on for a minute, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you know how life goes. And then, yep. uh, I, I was actually looking at, uh, I'm, I'm getting up there in age as well. So I was looking like, okay, when can I start masters USATF <laughs> stuff? And then mm -hmm. lo and behold, I'm checking out the, uh, the results just this past week from USA track and field, the cross country championships. And, uh, lo and behold, I, I see, I see some guy finish and he's like a minute of ahead of everybody else. And it's, uh, it's you. So congrats on that, man. That's uh, that's a really big deal, man. Thanks. Thanks. It's, uh, 
it's it's this is the fun part right like your your career gets reinvigorated right you all of a sudden get a a new start clean slate and uh you get to compete with this new group of folks who have also been doing it for quite some time and uh you know it seems like you may have a little bit of an advantage and that you're just a little bit younger which is you know completely opposite from how it used to be like growing up right it was always like well that kid's in high school or whatever he's like a year older or like well mm -hmm. how old is he right you know he's two years older i'm like ah don't worry if he beat me by a few seconds right now mm -hmm. it's the other way around right so like you're like oh that guy's two years younger well then okay you know he's got the advantage, right? so <laughs> but i'm at the bottom of the spectrum right you know just just entering that new stage so it's like uh you know i get i get the advantage right so it's or if you want to think of it that way so it's uh it's kind of yeah. fun, you know, looking forward to see where I can go with that. Yeah. So do you get, you get any like snide remarks from everybody else? Like, uh, like you're the young gun or like, you're, you're like, you're like the baby of the group now. Cause you know, you're only you're, what 40. Yep. Yep. So, um, no, I think a few folks saw this coming. Like you think last year or the year before they were like, are you there yet? I'm like, no, no, you still got another year. They're like, oh, I'm going to hate running next year. Right. And so those in those, uh, in that small group of circles that have seen this coming are like, ah, he stayed with it. He stayed fit. We were, we were afraid of this, but that's okay. We'll just wait for another guy after him to come up and, uh, you know, hopefully he'll be on our team or our squad or whatever else. So, um, you know, round and round we go. So it, it's fun. It's the cycle of life. Can't yep. can't be on top forever, right? No, nope. that's just that's the way running goes. So, um, yeah, I cannot wait until Masters Cross Country. Like I'm super excited about it right now. I gotta wait five more years. So <laughs> it'll be here before you know it. You gotta just stay patient. Exactly, exactly. So, um, before I forget, I gotta throw this out there. Like I had probably like six or eight classes with your sister, Christina at Cedarville. Like, I mean, we were on the same team together, but like, it just, it just worked out since we were both, you know, ex-phys majors. Like we had like all kinds of classes together and yeah, we were, I think partly because of running, but like the sport of running, I think forces you to have really, uh, forces you to be better with your time. You've got to be disciplined with your time. You've got to be really, I think, type A when it comes to certain things. And so, um, whereas other sports, maybe they pick exercise science because they think it's going to be easy. Like Christine and I were pretty serious about how we did in all of our classes. So, um, we ended up, yeah, studying together quite a bit outside class as well. And yeah, I haven't talked to her in forever. So <laughs> that's crazy. But, um, Small yeah. world when it comes to running yeah. and even more at a smaller school, for sure. That's very true. So give us – I feel like you brushed over your time at Cedarville as far as running goes a little bit. Like you were no slouch. So tell us a little bit about your your collegiate running career. Yeah, sure. Um, I didn't mean to like go over it too fast or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> you know, honestly, a lot of that um, – starts to get lost in the haze as far as memories go I mean it, it was three years I, I remember like really only the best of it and so I have a, had a positive experience from it I enjoyed it I remember it being a lot of fun I'll, I'll always remember that part of it but like you know the details on times and and you know performances or races won I you know I'm kind of law at a loss I, I 
I struggle to remember, like, was I competitive? Yes, I kind of have a sense that I was, but like, mm -hmm. we were also NAI and we only competed against the D2, D1 schools at like open meets, um, mm -hmm. all Ohio and things of that nature. So I don't remember exactly, you know, I think I was maybe second or maybe first at all Ohio meets, I, I you know, somewhere uh -huh. up there, but um, yeah. you know, it's kind of difficult to say. Yeah, I had uh, a few um, school records, but, you know, mm -hmm. since have pretty much all been destroyed. So good on Cedarville, <laughs> right? It really, you know, they developed and recruited more talent. And it was great mm -hmm. to see that, you know, those records have continually fallen. So, um, you know, there's not much of a lasting mark that I made there, which is mm -hmm. fine by me. Um, but it's, yeah. uh, um, again, just the memories that I take of it were positive. So, I mean, I can't really elaborate much beyond I do know winning the 10k I do remember that at the NAI national championships there so um yeah you know I faintly remember it you know competitive rainy cold whatever finish super <laughs> excited super elated I was um you know definitely checking the box on some of my goals for the year and everything so um mm -hmm. you know those are the kind of things that I remember but beyond that like you know individual titles or races won or whatnot I, I don't remember and I you know gotcha. it, it's difficult to uh you sure. know, it's not as fresh in my mind anymore but um you know I remember the people I remember the coaches mm -hmm. right who I'm mm -hmm. sincerely thankful uh that they were um you know in my life helping me develop as a runner and as a person um and more than anything else I really do treasure the relationships and friendships made with other teammates like you said you you definitely uh in the sport of running you are going to draw closer to those in that circle. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I have for years since, um, been able to maintain those relationships. So it's, it's, it's great from that, right. From that aspect, um, to continue to have those people close in your life. So, um, and sharing those stories and, you know, odd, uh, you know, uh, all the odd habits and, you know, routines <laughs> that we've all, you know, gotten accustomed to that most mm -hmm. people think is just most bizarre, but other runners can understand and relate. For sure. Yeah. One of the things that you mentioned about, you know, like, um, like records will come and go and like, uh, you know, like memories kind of get a little blurry about, you know, like I can't, I can't remember my times from specific races, but like, okay. Did you, did you know coach Scott? Yep. Was coach Scott when you were, okay. He's like the only guy who like, he would walk up to me and be like, Hey, you remember that one race when you were a junior in high school at that meet at that one school. And he'd like name all this stuff out. And he was like, and you ran this time, but then you came back a couple hours later and you ran the mile. And I'm like, coach Scott. No, I don't remember any of that. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, like he could remember the craziest stuff. Um, yep. I've met quite a few of those that, um, can just randomly pull them out of a year in time. Right. Yeah. And just be able to like, say this is, and they'll usually be within like two or three seconds. They'll be pretty mm -hmm. accurate. Right. They won't be like minutes yeah. off or anything. Um, yeah. but it's, it's amazing that they're, you know, they've, they've lived in the sport, you know, wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. So for sure. Yeah. So, uh, tell us a little bit about, um, kind of, you said, you know, after you left Cedarville, like, how did you connect with, uh, with the team or the group that you've been training with ever since? Yeah. So, um, 
came back and I just happened to, I, I came back to where I grew up, same town, uh, little town, Los Osos, just outside San Luis Obispo there. And uh, San Luis Obispo is a running community of um, previous uh, Olympians, uh, previous like, um, I would just call I, idols in the sport, right? Um, mm -hmm. And so we've we have always had a, that like close knit. We've seen each other at races and whatnot. There's, there's um, whether they're athletes or coaches or both, um, you know, there's, there's that really tight knit running community in St. Louis Obispo, which I was fortunate to be a part of. Um, so after college, uh, coach Rubio, Joe Rubio, he uh, um, saw me at a, at a road race and said, Hey, you know, you should be looking to join up now. We have this post-collegiate running team, you know, we have workouts on these days and whatnot. And why don't you come by? And so I did, and it was a good fit. Um, instantly mm -hmm. it worked well, obviously just being local and, uh, you know, gave me, gave me, uh, objectives to really strive for, um, you know, races to get to, uh, times to run, um, people to train with, uh, workouts to follow. And I mean, it made my job really just that much easier, right? I didn't have to like go outside my swim lane to figure out, you know, who's going to coach me. What do I do? Mm -hmm. how, how do I run today? Right. Um, mm -hmm. so, you know, I just kind of, it was, it was kind of just there in front of me and I joined and then I had fun with it. Like I got, you know, to certain races, I got to compete nationally and, mm -hmm. um, I got to see a lot of teammates come and go over the years. Um, but like draw, uh, you know, draw from each other's energy through workouts and uh you know also establish really good friendships that have lasted for almost two decades now with those guys so um mm -hmm. you know it, it was kind of an easy transition from college into post-collegiate running in that sense and um you know thanks a huge thanks to the the sponsorships over the years that have managed to keep our running club uh going because uh, we mm -hmm. have a, a pretty good longevity in our club and um as compared to other clubs that are around the U.S. And so it's great that we've always had that sponsorship um, and that support to keep us, you know, going, give us the gear we need, the travel, um, mm -hmm. you know, the funding and all that stuff. So, um, you know, I had no reason to look elsewhere, really, even though a few things came up here and there. But, you know, it was like, you know, I was content to stay with the group that had supported me from the start. So um, yeah. I guess I'm a little, little, uh, uh, sucker for loyalty in that regard you know that's yes. how I tend to be but um <laughs> but I mean it's worked and I've been happy with it so yeah well it, it beats having to pack everything up and move to somewhere where you know maybe you don't have friends and family and you kind of have to start over and if things don't go well then like all right now what do I do do I look for something else or do I go somewhere like so that's really nice that um you know it was kind of like this is a no-brainer it's like yeah it's right, right here, all here, right for me. So that's really mm -hmm. amazing. That's so cool. Um, yeah, I just recently had on, um, Jacob Thompson. Um, he's from Kentucky and he just, uh, like he does most of his training in Flagstaff, but you know, he's traveling, he was like traveling all over and, um, he recently signed a deal with, uh, with Under Armour. And so he, before that, I think he was just kind of going from place to place, not like all over the U S but he did a little stint in Boston to see if he liked it there. And, you know, he liked it there, but he wanted to do some altitude training. And so he kind of had to, he was in a position where he was like, I'm not sponsored, so I'm going to see what I like. And then once I find what works best for me, like that's where I'll, you know, kind of settle and just 
train there. And so, um, yeah, he kind of had to figure that out. And you, it was like, boom, silver platter. Here you go, Serge. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. That's so awesome. So, uh, so we kind of glossed over that, uh, not gloss over, but we hit that you recently competed in, in the last U S Olympic trials. So how, how many big races like on that level, like either Olympic trials or, uh, like a USA nationals type of competition, how, how many of those roughly have you, have you been able to, to be a part of? Yeah. Uh, good question. Um, so I think starting back in 2005, well, I guess so. So U.S. Road Championships are a little easier to get into. You, the, the qualifying standards for those aren't extremely difficult. So um, I've been fortunate to get into those. Like I think as soon as I graduated from college. So U.S. Road Championships, um, pretty prevalent. I have a lot of those under my belt. But um, you know, definitely been fortunate to get around to all those different ones across the country. Um, Track championships, uh, beginning in 2005, I started hitting standards on the track to get me um, into the U.S. championships, uh, track and field championships. So uh, always a 10K, never did the 5K. So, um, <laughs> I mean, I raced the 5K, but wasn't fast enough on that. So uh, did that for several years, 05, 06, 07, 10, 11. I think I did about five, from what I recall. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, Kind of the same result each time, like going into it thinking like, hey, I'm competitive. I made it like that was the goal. Right. But then mm -hmm. uh, you get in the race and it becomes highly tactical and you you may be with the group for a little bit, but then they've got some killer kicks for the last mile. And so it's like bye bye and try not to get lapped or whatever. So, <laughs> um, so it's uh, um, it, it was a good experience. Right. Um, but that's sure. probably why I stopped after a while do, focusing on track and finding my, uh, my strength more so on the road, especially the marathon. So, um, mm -hmm. uh, beyond that, um, other U S championships, so road track cross country, again, anybody pretty much can enter those. So, um, did mm -hmm. both club cross country championships, uh, almost religiously, like almost every year, missed a few mm -hmm. here and there, but did a lot of those over my time since graduating college. And then, um, open cross uh again a handful of times maybe five i don't know um mm -hmm. never placing high enough to make a squad on any of those um really the only one that um you know kind of stands out is is winning the u.s marathon championships um and it's quite a while ago at this point but um <laughs> winning that you know monumental big breakthrough for me and then um you know qualifying to make the u.s team afterwards which was awesome because got to go to the world championships in daegu mm -hmm. in 2011 and uh, represent the country there and so that kind of like fulfills a lot of dreams right there right you know sure. for your country yeah. you know mm -hmm. having the flag and just doing that aspect of it is just a it's, it's pretty cool um so uh highlights of my career you know got me to a point where i was like uh you know content with accomplishments in the sport and so everything else was like you know butter right gravy whatever you want to say icing on the cake it was just amazing to be able to um to be able to accomplish those things and still keep going right continue to like mm -hmm. pr like you know maybe not make a u.s team or anything but hit you know personal goals right and still continue to accomplish 
you know, big stuff that only I'm really, you know, concerned about. May I don't care what everyone else thought, but like, mm-hmm. you know, setting new goals and, you know, running a half marathon PR or a marathon PR or a 10 mile PR, or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it may be. So those kind of things were, um, you know, enough to keep me going and, and believe that I could still accomplish, you know, whatever I set out to do. So, um, so yeah. And then um, beyond that Olympic trials, uh, four, no, I'm not counting. Yeah, I'm counting right. Four of them. Seven, 2012, 2016, and 2020. Yeah. So four Olympic trials uh, in the marathon um, and uh, each time having a slightly different result, but uh, pretty much still just, you know, staying competitive, and, but, um, you know, not quite high enough to, you know, break into that top three. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's been a fun ride and mm-hmm. um, now I'm at a stage where it's like, okay, I don't need the pressure of like trying to do it. Cause this might, might be my last go or anything like mm-hmm. that. Like now it's just kind of like, do what you want to do. Enjoy all aspects of the sport, whether that's like, you know, doing an ultra or doing a trail mm-hmm. race or something else. Right. Like yeah. I just find enjoyment and, you know, experiencing other aspects of running that I hadn't really even contemplated before. So, you know, off the pressure of running around the oval uh, against the clock, right? Off the pressure of, you know, even trying to set a, a an absolute lifetime best in a particular distance, right? Rather, it's like, okay, you can still be really competitive in this new stage, um, you know, see where you want to go with that. Yeah, it's, uh, I like, I think about this often, like, you know, maybe, um, 20, 30, 50 years ago, like once you, maybe once you reached a certain age, like, Hey, your, your career's over, like step aside, like maybe even stop competing altogether. Like, you know, like you're done. But like, what's amazing is that now we have all these different levels of competition that are extremely competitive, um, which I'm really excited about. Like, I mean, okay. So what was your time? uh, last weekend? Oh, um, like low 26 is right. Like 26, yeah. 30 something, 37, 30. Yeah. 26, 37, maybe. Um, which I mean, it's cross country, right? So you have no idea if that's like a good time for an AK, 8K ish. Yeah. It was a little more than yeah. 8K. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's cross country, right? And so yeah. like, I mean, to me, it seems super slow. I was like, I thought I was in better shape than like, I'm not even running five minute miles here, like on this yeah. flat green, like short grass cross country, cross country course. And, you know, talk to another guy in the race afterwards. And he's like, oh no, it's much slower this year. I'm like, how do you, how do you gauge that? And he's like, see that section over there? It's muddy. Uh, see that, um, see how soft it is in this side. See how the sand is. I'm like, okay. He's like, when I was younger or, you know, a few years ago, I didn't run anywhere near that fast. And the course was so much faster. So I'm like, okay, but it's cross country, right? <laughs> so that's the beauty of it. Like you can run, you can't, it's not the track, right? And so exactly. if you want the track, race the track, right? But yeah. with cross country, you're not going to conditions are different. Like yeah. Like from day to day, the conditions are different. Like, yep. Um, yep. which is like, that's part of it. Like that's part of the race is you're not only racing, you know, everybody else, but like you, you've got to race the, you got to race the course, you got to race the conditions. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things like, um, like my PR in cross country from college was like 
26, 11. Like you're, you're running that fast right now. And you're 40. me. Like, <laughs> and that was at John Bryan. Like that was, that was no easy course. Like, yeah. It's, Again, it's, yeah, it's, it's you, you can't compare the courses. That twenty six eleven might have been way faster on this <laughs> this course. You can't. I don't know, man. I got. I think I got like third or fourth in that race. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> but anyway, um, so from what you remember, uh, like high school training, uh, college training, compared to what you were like what you're currently doing or maybe even like what you were doing, um, you know, five, 10 years ago, like how has your training differed and how has it stayed the same? Oh, okay. So, um, in the last two years, uh, I would say 2019 was my last good year. Cause it was last, everybody's last good year prior to COVID. Right. Um, <laughs> so, um, 2019 was, was a really strong year for me heavy mileage consistency, like was key, like throughout the entire year. I was, I'll remember 2019 because I had limited days off. Like I want to say less than 10 days, maybe even less than seven days off for the whole year. Right. So just able Mm -hmm. to keep training, 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 balance recovery with, with, um, you know, through, you know, taking it easier on the run rather than just taking a whole day off or a whole couple days or even a week off kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, um, so basically that was a, that was like the, the, the last year of youth, I would say, because getting into it back into it, um, 2021 and even 22, like now, um, it's, it's different in that the body does not, uh, handle the same type of mileage it used to. I used to thrive off of those like high mileage weeks, um, and always try to push it just a little bit more each time get a, you know, squeeze out an extra five out of this workout, right. Um, Mm -hmm. or make my long run, you know, even longer. Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, nowadays it's, it's all about obviously training smarter, not harder. Right. And like, for Mm -hmm. me, that can't be through heavier mileage. I'm just not able to, you know, maintain that kind of mileage. I also don't have that kind of time available anymore. I don't know where that time went, but it's not easy to get all those hours set aside to run twice a day and then do all the recovery stuff afterwards. And that's probably part of it is like, you have to do so much other non-running things that you have to focus on to stay moving, um, Mm -hmm. stay healthy, uh, that, you know, you don't have the kind of time to just, I'll just whip out 10 really quick here and be back in an hour or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. so, uh, the mileage is evident that that had to change. Um, Again, the non-running stuff has become more essential, um, not mm-hmm. just sleep, but like and eating healthy, which has always been OK for me. But um, the uh, the exercise routines and the stretching um, mm-hmm. is is just important because um, I found that as being a, a weak spot for me because I didn't really need it before. Right. Yeah, I was able to just bounce <laughs> back. I was like, mm-hmm. OK, don't worry. Oh, that's just soreness. I'll just I'll just, you know, have it burn off that soreness in the first few reps of this next workout. Um, you know, it, it was no big deal, but nowadays it's like, um, you know, you're, you're hoping to wake up, uh, not in pain, not (laughs) hobbling around. Right. And so, uh, the best thing you can do is like treat your body well after you break it down the day before, um, and, and focus on that recovery effort. So it's, um, it's a new realm for me because, um, I'm, I'm learning, like I'm learning what this body will, you know, 
like and what it'll manage and, and things that are that I used to do, like you said, five years ago, um, they won't hold up. Like I'm not able to manage, you know, more than two workouts a week. I can't do mm-hmm. a lot of up tempo, get on my, you know, high knees and get up on my toes and do a lot of sprinting stuff. Like that'll just that'll just burn me out if not break me. So I gotta yeah. like be really careful and ease into it. Um, mm-hmm. so it's it's much different. Mm-hmm. So what kind of mileage were you doing in college? Like roughly? So yeah, mileage in college was probably between 80 and a hundred, maybe 110 mm-hmm. here and there. Um, never really much higher. Um, post-collegiately always kind of pushed it, um, beyond 120. And then wow. I found, I found like really in the peak of my marathoning career, like 140 was good for me. Like just you know, staying consistent with those morning runs, um, getting that out of the way, making the workouts, you know, long warm up, do the workout, long cool down. And then mm-hmm. obviously long runs on Sundays, uh, you know, making sure that those were always there. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, 140 was basically my peak um, training period, you know, a few weeks in or whatever. And then um, uh, obviously tapering for races and whatnot. Um, so that, that was kind of like the, what the body could easily manage day in and day out. Nowadays, if I'm like at about a hundred ish, um, that's, that's probably as good as it gets. I'm not going to try to do 140 (laughs) anymore. I'm not, I'm not there. I'm just, it's not, yeah, yeah, it's a different body, a different time in life. So, um, I don't focus on the mileage. I I try not to, I I never really like, you know, always said I had to hit a number to be fit or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm taking it as the body feels, but also trying to balance it with like, oh, well, the body feels like it needs another day off or another runoff or whatever. I'm like, no, I'm trying to stay, keep that consistency. I'm trying to run daily, trying not mm-hmm. to skip days. Um, I just am not like religious to the point where it's like, I have to do morning run and evening run every single day. Um, mm-hmm. No, that's not going to happen. So a um, couple double days in a week uh, that, you know, not, not stressing it if I miss them. Nice. Yeah, I, uh, I'm hitting about 40 miles a week right now. Um, but I'll just one, one run per day at some point. I, you know, I kind of, I want to see how, how fast I can get doing this. Cause I know I can, I can get this, you know, amount of mileage pretty consistently. And it kind of, it fluctuates. Like sometimes I'm like high twenties and sometimes I'm, you know, low forties, but I'm usually right around 35 to 40, which I'm like, okay, like that's, you know, during track season in college, that's probably about how much I was, I was getting in mileage wise. Um, but yeah, like you said, I'm not trying not to be so focused and so locked in on like, I have to get this amount of mileage. Um, I just, at the end of the week, I kind of tallied up just to see like, Hey, Oh, I was right around 40 again. So I think that's for me right now, that's pretty good. If, if at some point I'm going to increase, uh, mileage, it's, it's probably going to have to come from uh, adding in another run. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I just don't know if I want to do that right now. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, I'm, I'm super impressed that you're still hitting triple digits, man. That's, that's awesome. That's really cool. So, uh, everybody, 
everybody wants to know, man, what's the secret to a long running career? How, how have you done it? Yeah. Um, that's not a very hard answer, really. You have <laughs> to enjoy it. Honestly, mm. I've enjoyed it. It's been fun for me. It's been exciting. I've gotten the thrill out of it. Like, I feel like people lose that because they get tired, they get burned out, um, or they don't feel any value in doing it anymore. Um, mm. I've always enjoyed the sport. I've always enjoyed the exercises. I've always enjoyed the thrill of being able to run fast. Um, and so that'll probably always stay with me. I think even like when I'm not running competitively, I'll, I'll always um, enjoy the aspects of running, where it can take me, where I can go with it, uh, mm -hmm. how I can get there faster. Um, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's always something I've enjoyed. And, um, you know, there's just so many different aspects that make it fun, whether it's the, the people you meet along the way or the traveling and the places it takes you to, um, or, you know, the, the personal goals that you set forth, um, the scenery sometimes just like hitting a, a trail and like, I want to run to the top of that mountain today. And then mm -hmm. you get up there, you're the only, only one there. And you're just like, how cool is this? Like, mm -hmm. I get this all to myself because I'm the only one who dared to run up here in this cold weather day, you know, and it's mm -hmm. like, how cool, right? Um, and I've always felt that even before the, the times of having to Instagram everything or, you know, post it or whatever, right? Um, mm -hmm. I didn't need to take the pictures on a phone. I could always just take that mental picture and remember, like, this was worth it, right? Yep. Um, so anyway, I've always enjoyed that. So that's what's kept me going. And I've uh, um, I've had a lot of fun with it. And I'll continue to do it, you know, so long as it doesn't, it's not a burden or a drain or it doesn't mm -hmm. negatively affect, you know, social life, family life, other things as well. So, um, so that's kind of the, the easy answer, uh, the, the more physical responses is just, again, figuring out that, okay, I'm still a learner of the sport, especially in this stage. Um, you know, you think you have all the answers cause you've done it for a while. You have some answers, right? You know how to like get to races and you kind of know what you, you generally have to do, um, mm -hmm. training wise to be fit, but the specifics is where you get to learn all over again. Like, Oh, this, this was the workouts that uh, these were the workouts I used to be able to do to get race ready. Now I'm at a stage where I can't do those kind of things, but I can still do some type of workout, right. Or I can do mm -hmm. so many reps, just not as many. Right. Um, and so you, you just have to adjust it and you're learning and you're like, okay. Um, so, so for me in 2022, this has been a year of like, uh, trying to understand more about like the, the non-running essential stuff. Like I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. I better start taking certain vitamins or I got to start taking, like, pay attention to this. I got to do bands, uh, you know, ropes and all these other exercises and squats mm -hmm. and things I don't pay attention to because like little weaknesses form over time that you were mm -hmm. able to like brush off before. But now it's like, that's a game changer for me at this time. Right. Like if I don't strengthen <laughs> these muscles, right. Or if these are too weak, like, I'm just going to pull something and I'm going to end up like sore or hurting the next couple of days. So like a lot more active stretching, a lot more exercises, just things that like I'm figuring out, you know, work for me and everybody's different. Right. But these are the things that I've been focusing on and they get me more mentally back into it. Like mm -hmm. I see the challenge in front of me. It's a different challenge from trying to run against the clock. And now it's all about like trying to complete these other uh, exercise routines 
and then come back tomorrow and then be able to do that hard workout. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, that's the physical aspect of keeping me going, I guess. Yeah. So the, uh, the process, like all of that stuff was something that I didn't really care for in college. Like for me, it was all about racing fast and, and, you know, beating records or setting PRs like that, that was it. So, um, when, when I couldn't really do that anymore or when I wasn't mentally in the state of mind where I thought that I could do that anymore, I was like, well, running is done for me. Yeah. I still want to coach it. I still want to watch it. I still want to be around it. But for me personally, I'm just not going to lace up and get any more miles. I just don't think that Mm -hmm. it has anything more, uh, use for me. Right. And so it took me getting back to, to like actually coaching it where I was like, man, it's, it's like, there's, there's no secret to getting faster. It's just building, uh, really it's like, it's just a pattern that you can essentially repeat like the, like, so my physiology background, Um, and, and the way that the human body adapts is by repeat exposure to the same stimulus. It's like you apply a stress to the body and then at first it's like going to fatigue and it doesn't know how to deal with it. And then you remove that stress, you let the body recover and then you reapply that stress and the body is a little bit better at dealing with it once it's seen it a few times, right? So getting faster is really all about building that process where you apply that stimulus and then you remove it and the body recovers and then you apply the stimulus and then you remove it and so on and so forth. And so it was for me kind of getting back to understanding like what are all these different types of stimuli that Mm -hmm. I need to put into a training program for my athletes so that, you know, so that they get better. Like what is all that? And it was kind of, relearning some of that stuff that like I already knew, but really applying it to my own training where I was like, you know what, if I'm going to put my athletes through this, I need to, I need to experience it again as well. And it was at that point that I was like, okay, I'm going to do everything except the long run. Cause I hate long runs. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I did. And so instead of a long run, I was doing three hard workouts a week and I learned pretty quickly. Uh, you know what? That's, that's too much. My body just can't handle that. I can't do that. So, um, I had to make some changes and I had to reevaluate whether, uh, I wanted to tell my kids that, you know what, you guys have to go for a long run, but I'm special. I don't have to. And so, (laughs) so I started doing the long run and I don't, I still don't like it, but I understand like, you know what? It's part of the process and the process I like. So the long run itself, no thanks. I'm still going to do it. But, um, so, so like, is it, is it that process of just not, not just like checking off boxes, but like almost treating the process like a game. Are you like gamifying everything that you do so that like everything's a little bit of a competition, like, or is it just 
like ha- what's your what's your like mindset with all of this extra stuff that you now have to do in order to continue running? Yeah, I think um, I I just got to sort of a tipping point in um, staying healthy. Like I feel like I was starting to have more and more troubles with um, certain things that never bothered me before. Primarily Achilles were were starting to hurt, and so hmm. I was. Um, I had surgery uh, several years ago on one of them. Um, it was like the first time I'd really ever been injured and not able to continually run. Um, so uh, the rehab from that and the full recovery took a very long time afterwards. And I ever felt if I ever had to do the same thing to the other one, I'd just be done for good. <laughs> um, and so now that other one had begun, well, in the last couple of years, it got to that point where it was like a tipping point. Like, I've got to get this operated on. I was like, if I do it, I'm done, done. Like, I can't, it'll take forever <laughs> to recover from. And so um, instead, I focused all my efforts on doing everything possible to, you know, either throw down, push that further down the road or mm-hmm. avoid it entirely. And mm-hmm. um, as a result, I like... I, I focused on um, all kinds of other remedies and treatments and, and therapy and uh, exercises. And um, through those other things, I was able to like effectively start running without the extreme pain that I had been in. And so now it's kind of like, um, it's the only saving thing at this point. So like, if I don't focus on these other things, I feel like that's just going to flare up again and it will be, you know, it'll put an end to running. So um mm-hmm. You know, the last couple of years I was like debating, I was trying to figure out, am I even going to make it to the master's age? Right. Cause like, mm-hmm. um, cause things were really starting to get really hard, um, to, you know, run pain free. And I'm like, I'm slowing down anyways, and I'm running with pain. Like, what's the point. Right. Um, mm-hmm. so, so my motivation is not like trying to hit so many of these reps or, you know, um, you know, try to make a competition out of it. It's, it's really like, do this or you're done. Right. You know, hmm. if you, if you'd like to run, right. And you continue it, you want to continue it, then you got to focus on these other things. So that's really been the, the driving factor for me. So, um, you know, it, it always helps, right. If you do have a little bit of like, uh, Oh, let's try to do some extra core here today. Let's do a few extra reps. I didn't, I couldn't do five of these types of reps before. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's, that's for anybody really. I mean, anybody in the gym can, uh, relate to like maybe you know pushing out one more two more whatever reps um so uh, you know that kind of maybe helps in the moment but the driving factor is really like this is what's going to get you to that next running workout and you know you miss too many of these and you risk you know flaring up something else so um mm-hmm. you got to pay a lot of attention to all the stuff all the little things that didn't used to matter as much mm-hmm so what's a what's a typical hard workout day look like for you right now? Um, good question. Um, so usually the workouts are I've always had a few um, key workouts. Uh, the The primary two each week are is usually a a tempo type effort and a fart lick uh, or interval or rep type workout. Um, so they're kind of interchangeable, but those are usually the primary two. Um, so, uh, they kind of vary, but basically my, one of my most go-to ones is probably, um, in the, in the buildup stage is a fart lick of, uh, three minutes on 90 seconds off. And I will 
start at like eight reps and then work up to 10 and then 12 and generally up to 15 is, is about where I stopped. Um, I, I've gone as far as 20 before, but um, that's, that's a long, long day and a long run. It'll um, mm-hmm. you put a lot of miles when you're doing 20 by a K essentially. And that's the goal is like try to run them about K pace or, or three minutes in a K. So, mm-hmm. um, so uh, yeah, those are, that's, that's the one workout. And then the other one is a tempo effort. So whether that breaks into like two by five miles or, um, or like a straight 10, you know, or straight eight or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Just as long as you're getting that long, uh, higher intensity, uh, you know, tempo effort in, uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's the other workout. Um, aside from that, there's a few other ones that get mixed in there. Um, certainly as you get trying to get more race sharp, I'll throw minutes in, minute on, minute off kind of thing. So do several mm-hmm. reps of that just to get, you know, the gear turnover and mm-hmm. uh, get up on your toes a little bit more. Uh, but those are those are the three primary ones I would say that you know get me through it. But I still take uh, workouts from my coach. Um, I mm-hmm. still see what he is passing to the rest of the team. He's got several years of experience and seeing what has worked and what hasn't. Um, and so I definitely rely on that expertise to kind of help guide and also provide a a fresh change to the workout. So I'm not always necessarily doing the exact same two workouts every week. Um, so. <laughs> I do, I do appreciate, again, somebody else doing all that kind of groundwork for me and makes it a little easier for me to just look at it and be like, okay, and I'll adjust mm-hmm. these for my time, right? This is the effort that needs to take place, um, you know, and focus on the effort, not the, the actual time because, um, you know, winds and weather and everything else mm-hmm. can play a factor, right? Certainly the course, you know, if you're running around hills, that can change things as, as well. So, um mm-hmm. Yeah, those are those are kind of my workout days. Mileage wise, you know, the, the workouts will be anywhere from like, um, you know, 11 to 17 ish miles generally mm-hmm. for that workout. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, long runs are, you know, you try to push, try to get 18 to 22. And that's pretty standard, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, it's not where I'm at. <sighs> But yeah. it's really nice. <laughs> but you can but get there. Uh, that's uh, that's probably true. I, if I if I if I wanted to. <laughs> but like you said, it's it's the effort. So, um, but it's nice. I had this this kind of this conversation uh, on my last podcast where I was like, I love that in the sport of running, like you can just ask somebody like, Hey, what's your workouts? Like, what are you doing? And you know, like when I was in high school, like, I don't know if it was because I didn't know, I didn't know what I was doing or the people that I was asking, like they didn't know what they were doing, but like it, it all just felt very like, well, I'm not going to tell you it's a secret. Like mm. I don't want, I don't want you running as fast as me. Like, but, uh, I think kind of everybody understands like, you, you can have the blueprint in front of you of what, you know, someone else does for their workout, but like you still have to do it. Like you still have to put in the work and, and it's really, it's, you have to put in that effort. Um, cause you can, you can run the exact mileage, you can run the exact times, but there's no guarantee that on race day, that's going to equate to, to, to a win or to beating, you know, beating the other person. So, um, but it's it's still it's just one of those things like uh, people want to know 
you know, people want to yeah. know what, what everybody else is doing just cause it's interesting. Cause it's fun to know. Sure. So. Yeah. I think the best people to ask honestly are probably the coaches and a lot of coaches are being <laughs> transparent about it, which is great. Uh, but those are the ones that have seen how it works and it's not just generally like one person that they coach, right. They probably coach several athletes and so they can see like how well it's received, how well um, it's implemented like mm -hmm. and they tweak it as needed right you ask the athlete they're going to give you like well i did that in the wind on a hill in that day that's why the times were slow like and that's what worked for me i was having a rough time or i didn't get a lot of sleep or whatever like mm -hmm. it's not necessarily great to hear it just from a single athlete i feel like somebody that works with those athletes might have a better sense as here's the blueprint right this is this mm -hmm. is what i have found that has worked time and time again for athletes um you know, I, I wouldn't be the best one to say, uh, you know, that if this is the, the, the gold standard, the key to getting fast. Uh, sure. I can provide some information just based on my years of experience doing it mm -hmm. in my life. Right. But um, mm -hmm. but I feel like, yeah, the if you want the such a blueprint, right, you're probably going to get the most accurate response from a coach. Mm. Nice. So. What plans do you have for the rest of this year, for the next couple years? Like what, uh, what do you, what do you have, uh, rolling around? Yeah. Good question. There? Um, I need to answer that. I, I was just talking with my wife today about it. I was like, we don't have anything on the calendar. We got to get some stuff on here. So, <laughs> um, we got to figure out what weekends aren't going to, you know, conflict with, you know, kids baseball games or, or other things and, uh, see what we can, uh, make happen, um, in places we might want to go to. Right. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, I think, uh, the goal is a spring marathon and I'm getting on the verge of deciding that here soon. Um, mm -hmm. and then, um, you know, I'm, I'm also trying to weigh that with the potential of other U S masters championships, right. I got to do one, uh, which mm -hmm. is great. Um, so that's a good start for the year, but like, there's a whole circuit of them. How many of those do I want to travel to? Cause they're all across the country ranging in, yep. you know, distances from 5k to 10 and a half to full or whatever. Um, so do I want to pick those uh, or do I want to pick like a bigger name marathon? Right. You got to balance all mm -hmm. that stuff because um, I'm not 26 anymore. I can't just run a <laughs> marathon like every few weeks or once a month or whatever. Um mm -hmm you know, one or two a year tops. Uh, but you know, even, even that much, I gotta be super selective with. Um, mm -hmm. and so, um, so yeah, uh, you know, I gotta, you know, do some research. Um, other than that, uh, no other big goals. It's not a big, um, not a big, you know, critical year right now. Um, mm -hmm. I haven't even thought about the Olympic trials, you know, I mean, to, you know, make an appearance and say, yeah, one more. Right. Um, I haven't even <laughs> thought about trying to pursue that standard just yet. Again, it's, mm -hmm. it's the focus of just, you know, having fun and seeing where you're at and how you competitive you can be at this stage. So, um, yeah, that's about all I know right now. Yeah. Well, that's awesome regardless. So, um, so for anybody who's watching or listening, if they want to stay on top of of figuring out like if you will, what race, you know, you do decide to run, what marathon you do decide to do. Um, how can we, how can we find you? How can we follow you? How can we make that happen? Yeah, certainly. So I'm part of the Hoka Aggies running club. 
um, Hoka sponsors us, uh, two clubs in the U.S. basically right now, and uh, one um, is our club, and they are pretty good about uh, keeping up with all upcoming events and then covering results afterwards. So you can find that not so much on the website. The website, you can find just big background information, but you want more current stuff. The Facebook and Instagram accounts are updated more regularly. So read all about where we're racing, what, what which places we're going to, which events are coming up. Um, you'll see workouts and other things in there um, awesome. by other teammates. And so that's probably the best way. Um, I know people follow our a lot of our athletes, including myself on Strava's. So you can always see like what workouts we're doing and, you know, maybe get a sense as to like if, if we included in there where we're going or what races we're going to run. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I would definitely say uh, following our clubs, um, Instagram accounts, you know, uh, will give you the best indication of where the team's headed and wh- what we're competing in and that type of thing. Um, so mm-hmm. aside from those primary sources, uh yeah, I would say you can always just message me and say, hey, are you thinking about this marathon or have you decided on one? <laughs> you know, I'll be open. I'll let you know if that's where I'm going. So awesome. See you there. <laughs> Sweet. That's great. Well, Sergio, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Um, yeah, like uh, when when I first started at Cedarville, you know, like every time I'd walk into, you know, the indoor field house. Coach Bolander had like this, uh, like essentially a bulletin board with, with all the indoor and outdoor records and with all of the previous national champions and like, you know, like seeing, seeing your name and seeing your records up there, like it's definitely, um, you know, like that sort of thing is inspirational to people who want to run faster. Right. So just wanted to say that, you know. I appreciate the hard work that you did because that in turn pushed me to work hard, you know, when I was in college. So, um, and it's still extremely inspirational, you know, to see you out getting it done now. So best of luck the rest of this year. Um, maybe in a couple years, if you're looking to put together a CU alum cross country team and, <laughs> and maybe we can make that happen. I'm just saying, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm planning on still running at that point. So, you know, maybe we win masters or something. I don't know. So so call you up when you hit 40 is what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. All right. Well, (laughs) I'll have to give you uh, my exercise routine to keep you healthy. uh, Please do. It's going to take a lot more than just, uh, you know, going at it with what you know so far. There's some new curveballs that lie ahead. So, yeah, sure. Uh, Definitely. And if we're ever at the same race. Don't hesitate to, uh, you know, call me up. Sounds good, man. Sounds like a plan. Sweet. Alrighty, y'all. Well, go follow Hoka Aggies and um, keep track of Serge and all the rest of his teammates. And thanks for watching and listening. And stay tuned for next week's episode. Adios, y'all. <laughs>